0: Welcome to another episode of Singled In, a gathering place for single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in their 30s and 40s, also known as mid-singles. I am Oliver.
1: And I'm Lindsay. Today, we're excited to be joined by Bryce Isaacson. He is a friend of a friend. Uh, We both lived in Boston, but not at the same time, I believe. So yeah, I'm really happy that he was willing to connect and tell us a little bit more about his story. He got married last year to a girl I know who's wonderful and um, a mutual, (laughs) this is kind of, this is kind of an awkward way that I reached out, but a mutual friend who was trying to figure out her dating life had told me, you told her that therapy had been like a huge help in terms of um, getting you to a place where uh, you were, you felt good about getting married. So I reached out and he was so kind and um, generous in being willing to talk to us about it. And Oliver and I have said before, we're very pro-therapy. That we are. And I think, um, yeah, I'm I'm very interested to hear more of your story, Bryce, and um, see how therapy helped you with this specifically. And I, I feel like I for sure could use more therapy around like my <laughs> dating relationships. So <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. Um, Thank you so much for doing this episode with us. Yeah, happy to be here.
1: Yeah. Bryce, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, Uh, where you live, where you're from, what you do? Yeah,
2: sure. Well, I am uh, 37 years old. I live in Riverton, Utah. I work in advertising, uh, writing commercials, websites, that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, that's what I was doing out in Boston. I was working uh, full-time at a big ad agency doing the flow from progressive ads. So uh sorry for that but uh, I am responsible No I was going to say I love <laughs> flow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm responsible for a few of them. That's um, amazing.
0: That, that's so cool.
2: Uh, yeah, small claim to fame but uh, yeah, um wow, dating and being and single that was a that was a crazy ride and it's hard to believe it's it's over because it's still so fresh and and so new. Um Yeah. Yeah, so I I dated a lot all through my my twenties and thirties. And um, man, what, what a trip. I feel like there's a, just a lot of stories there, a lot of history, but I, I didn't have um, many long relationships. I dated a girl um, before my mission at, at BYU for a while. Um, but after my mission, uh, it just, it didn't seem like it was was clicking. My relationships would go three months at, at most. <clears throat> I had one girlfriend. We got back together again, but nothing really, lasted longer than that. And so there's a a lot of, a lot of frustration. And um, I just, I didn't understand. It didn't seem to add up. I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm, I'm living the gospel. I'm not ugly. I'm, you know, (laughs) I I have a a career, you know, why isn't this, I, I saw it as like an algebra problem. I'm like, all these figures should add up to marriage. They should add up to um, long lasting, committed, loving relationships, but they're not. And I just, I didn't understand. I was very frustrated. I wasn't really mad at, at, at God or, or women too much. I mean, there's a little occasional frustration there, but I just didn't understand. Um, just wasn't adding up. So can um, I
1: ask, yeah. uh, were you doing, cause I also am like the three month queen for sure. Maybe like one or two longer. Were you doing the breaking up a lot of times or was it a mix?
2: It was a mix. Yeah. Um, okay. I, it, it was a mix for sure. I, I definitely had dumped a girl I was dating at BYU. I had been dear johned and, and dumped another time. Okay. The others, the others were probably like mutual. So I think there's okay. a, a pretty good mix in there.
1: Okay.
2: So Bryce, what I'm picking
0: up is you're a very like a logical person, correct?
2: That. That's very kind. I don't know. I don't know what I am. That's what I like about advertising is because I, I get to use my brain to solve business problems, but it's through creativity. Um yeah. so I I I kind of like to lean on both sides of the brain.
0: Yeah. Cause earlier you're talking about like how you know you have all these good things going for you. You're not quite sure like how come these relationships aren't working. Um So to me, it sounds like you're a very like a logical like thinker. You 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 see things very logically. Do, do you think that kind of applied to your dating life as well,
1: or like a problem solver? Yeah, even.
2: Yeah, I think certainly I saw problems. I mean, <laughs> with, with, <laughs> with the dating pool, that's why, uh, you know, it's I mean, it's the same old old story. You think mm-hmm. that the people you like don't like you back, but in reality, that wasn't really true. There were plenty of girls that. Yeah, that, that showed interest, but once they did, I was like, oh, I don't know, they're they're a little too eager, so yeah, you know, it, it <laughs> mm-hmm. just you know, yeah. shooting, it, it, I don't know. So,
0: question for both for both you, Bryce and Lindsay, because you both lived in Boston around the same time, right? Yeah,
1: uh, different times, but d-
0: yeah. D- okay, gotcha. But you both lived there at one point. huh. Yeah. What is dating like in Boston? Like, is it different from Utah, or is it different from like other? states that you guys lived in before
2: Yeah it definitely has its own flavor so I I'm familiar with Salt Lake for sure live here obviously um I interned in New York but I also lived in San Francisco Chicago briefly and then a couple of years in Seattle so I feel like I got a pretty good like view and and nice. Boston I, I like Boston a lot Boston is like Seattle in the sense that it's it's a smaller single scene. But that's really good socially because you you do stuff with people that in a bigger environment you wouldn't, you know, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no clicks because it's, it's smaller. Mm-hmm. You find yourself doing more activities with more people that are different than you. And I really like that about a smaller scene, like in Boston, like in Seattle, I, I didn't have any uh, girlfriends in, in Boston. I didn't date anybody. Uh, the most I went out with anybody was three dates. So, but there there wasn't success in that sense. But then again, I really wasn't in a place where I could have gotten married anyway. So, you know, I I think Boston is a a great place, um, great place to date. And people are, there's some uh, mid singles there that are very focused on legit curing cancer at, you know, MIT, like that's what they're doing. Yeah, Yeah, they've got big aspirations. Yeah, but it's not nearly as bad as New York where there's a, I feel, uh, I I felt when I interned there, there were more, more people that were kind of closed off. So I think, I think Boston's a great, great dating scene.
1: I agree what you said about the, the friendships, like the friendships in Boston were super quality. And part, part of that is like, you're spending holidays together because nobody's going home to see family or whatever. So you're just bonding a lot. Um, It's like easier to make friends and do weekend trips and things like that. So yeah, I loved Boston. In mm-hmm. terms of dating, I I kind of just think the older you get, the harder it is, no matter where you are. Like, I don't think there's like this magic place you can move and like all of a sudden like your dating gets like way better.
0: Wait, there isn't
1: externally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I think even um, Utah, which has like maybe a bigger pool, for sure has its uh, challenges. So
2: mm-hmm. yeah, U- Utah's a a challenge for sure. Just socially, yeah. when I moved here, it was so hard to get people to come to gr- do group activities. And I hadn't yeah. experienced that in, in, in Boston, Seattle. I mean, it's, it's such a small group that people are, are really open to do stuff and they're mm-hmm. not living around their family here in Utah. Everyone's got their family around. So, you know, it yeah. seems like every weekend is already taken. And yeah. a- again, it's such a big, big uh, market as far as singles go that again, you get into those clicks and who's hanging out with who and, you know, um, so th- there are definite, definite struggles to, to dating and just socializing in Utah.
1: Mm-hmm. I had the same challenges moving to Utah after being in Boston. So yeah, oh, for that's, sure.
2: That's interesting.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Bryce, like you mentioned earlier, you come home for your mission, you're going on these dates. Some of them are going well, some of them are, aren't some aren't. And then these relationships that you do end up in, they only last for a couple of months, but you do eventually find, you do eventually find your wife. So how how did you get to finally meeting her?
2: Yeah, well, um, we met technically at a, a, a campfire, like a, a bonfire. Mm-hmm. and oh, that's a
1: great place to meet.
2: It's very romantic. Yeah, the one. <laughs> it was funny. She remember. I not, I honestly don't remember meeting her there. Okay. It, it was me and about twenty girls, and man, I was working it, and. <laughs> As you should. I am so embarrassed to say this, but I literally like brought a guitar and it's just so, no! so, so sad. Just Our so... listeners can't see, but
0: there is a guitar behind you, Bryce. And I've been looking at it. And I was like, I got to <laughs> ask him about that later.
2: Okay. Oh, but man. did you play
1: Wonderwall or I, what? <laughs> uh,
2: you know, uh, g- great song. Great song. I lo- love a little oasis. <clears throat> so she, she remembers me, but... Really, when we met, we met at a mutual friend's birthday dinner at Aubergine, which is a restaurant in in Sugar House Mm -hmm. area of Salt Lake. And um, I connected with her on Facebook, asked her out. We went out three times and uh, really neither of us was feeling it. I I distinctly Mm -hmm. remember the third date. I'm like, well, we've gone out three times. I guess I could hold her hand if I wanted, but I don't really want to. I don't feel (laughs) like uh, attracted which is funny cuz obviously I was attracted that's why I asked her out in the first place but just interesting you know, the process of the three dates not since there wasn't much um reciprocity yeah. since we weren't feeding off each other since the dates weren't going that great i just kind of lost that tiny spark of attraction
1: yeah, the motivation and
2: i mean it's easy to do when you're not getting anything back right and i right. certainly wasn't you know giving a, a ton of interest either So, you know, we, we just became friends, but really there are so many twists and turns in the story, but one huge, huge thing is that, um, about five months later, I moved into her ward and Mm -hmm. that ward, uh, the Parley's ward, it had a really unusual calling. Um, they have a, um, a service calling where you go and you serve in a soup kitchen, downtown Salt Lake Rio Grande, um, pretty gnarly neighborhood where there's a large uh, homeless um, population. And my very first day in that ward, they announced from the stand. They're like, we need more volunteers for this service. And like a lot of wards, the first day you go to a new member meeting, the Bishop Rick mm-hmm. um, wants to meet you. I was talking to this Bishop member. He's like, is there any calling you want? I'm like, yeah. I want to, I want to feed the homeless. That sounds great. Yeah. And he's like, cool. So I got the calling immediately. Like I was there within a week and, and my wife Lauren was there and we were just total friend zone. And that lasted yeah. about <laughs> six months. And wow. during that six months, we got to know each other outside of dating. There was none of that, that, that fakery, none of that veneer, none of that artificiality, which we we all do. And it's fine, but when you're on a first, second, or third date, you're really putting on a show, you're really kind of tuned up a bit. And um, so serving together gave us the opportunity to just be ourselves. Or and we really got to see the real selves because this was Sunday at 7 a.m. for three oh, hours. Wow. Oh, yeah. So we're talking no showers, we're talking lack of sleep. We're really, you know, not doing our hair or anything. We're really just ourselves, <laughs> right? Oh, I so love that. Six months later. I will, will never forget the day I'm walking out of this venue, which was, it it was a little um, grimy, right? We had Mm -hmm. to do a lot of cleaning. And so I'm, I'm walking out of there and I look to my left and through the corner of my eye, I see Lauren and she's on her hands and knees and she's scrubbing bathroom, which um, was really a job I didn't want to do. Right. Yeah. If if there's every chore in the house. Or when I volunteer to, to clean the church building, that is the last place I'm going. If I can get out of it at all, I'm avoiding that. But there she is and she's scrubbing away. Meanwhile, I selfishly I'm booking it as fast as I can because my time was up. It's 10 a.m. peace out. You know, see you next week. Yeah. You know, but she wasn't looking at the clock. She wasn't, she wasn't running out of there like I was. And I get back out to my car. And I grab the steering wheel and I'm just in shock. And it just hits me like, what kind of woman is that? Mm -hmm. That she's there selflessly serving the homeless while I'm booking out of there, not looking at the clock or anything. And so it just hits me. And I think it was, it was probably the spirit, but you know, it was, it was Cupid's arrow. And it, I just got a crush again, a year after our Aww. first date. So we went out um, for a few months and it was, it was tough. It was a weird relationship. Um, we were, we were both really closed off, but, but uh, her, her more so um, we were so in the friend zone that we really didn't achieve much emotional intimacy, our months of dating and um, relationship was, it, it really was was awkward. Like it was hmm. really kind of uncomfortable, uncomfortable to be around each other. Hmm. Um Physical relationship was very, very difficult, very awkward. Hmm. And so I, I was like, well, this isn't working. So <laughs>
1: yeah. How did she I, respond um, to you? Like initiating that again? Was she just like, sure. Or did it take her a minute to be like, okay, maybe.
2: Yeah. Like we tried this already. Like why try it again? Yeah. She was open to, I mean, our communication wasn't that great. So we didn't talk that Frankly, but she was okay. she was open she was open to dating, but it was a shock because we were such in the friend zone, mm-hmm. uh, you know, friend zone city we would say. um And she didn't see me as a uh-huh. you know potential romantic interest uh, anymore. So that definitely probably contributed to the fact that the relationship didn't go that great. But you know, it's not her bad or anything; it just didn't work out. Yeah. So I broke up with her. Um, and then something really interesting happened is, you know, we were still in the same war, the same calling. So we're seeing each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even though I felt it was it was prudent to break up with her, I was still really uh, attracted to her and it was really like tough to be around her. Mm-hmm. And um, so after a few months and and at the same time, although I was happy to, be, to have been broken up at the same time, she started becoming really interested in dating again, because I was, you know, she'd see me interested in other girls and see me at church. And she really that really didn't sit well with her. She's like, man, I, I want to try this again. So um she actually was was forward and 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 came to me a few minutes later about getting back together. And I was like, hey, yeah, great. And so then we stayed the second time. Hmm. Um second time out of three, pace yourself. We're not done. (laughs) We're not done yet. We're not
1: done yet. I love it.
0: The the trip's not over yet. Yeah.
2: Good for her for (laughs)
1: like yeah, making that happen a second time after getting broken up with. I think I would like my ego would be too bruised to like be open to it again. So yeah, that's cool.
2: Yeah. And I think she recognized that neither of us were really open first time we did it. We we weren't really ourselves. We're so closed. Um, so yeah, she gave me a, a, a really thoughtful Christmas gift and, um, you know, want to get back together. We did. And that was, that was a really interesting day in the second time because it was really different. First of all, it was a lot better the second time. Interesting. Um, you know, I mentioned just briefly before about the physical relationship. It was way better immediately when we got back together oh, really? The second time. I'm like, this is not a, a concern anymore. You know, this is fine. okay.
1: That's helpful. Like sometimes I feel like if we just don't have if the chemistry's off, we can never figure it out. But yeah, yeah, that's good to hear. That yeah. changed. I,
2: yeah, yeah, that that chemistry that's that, tricky, tricky. Yeah. Se- second, second guess that because, boy, I oh, wow, we wow. There's a lot to say about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think dating. Oh, sorry, were you going to say something, Oliver?
0: Oh yeah, well, I was going to ask why do you think, like, why do you think it changed?
2: Well, I think, um, I think she was more open, uh, emotionally, um, to the relationship. I think that's a big thing. Um, and you know, clearly I had openness as well to Mm -hmm. try a second time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, our, our, dates went better, but, but the second time dating was really different because, um, it's really characterized by my own mental health. The same time we got back together. Um, her and my sister started sharing information about um, uh, some mental health diagnoses that I began to see that were present uh, in my family growing up. Mm. And it really, um, it, it really shocked me, it really blew my mind. And that was happening the same time. Another thing was happening with with Lauren and me, and that was anxiety. Like I I hadn't really experienced before. My mind was just rehearsing, breaking up with her, like all the time. would hmm went out on a run, went out on a job, jog. I was just rehearsing over and over. And um, I'd never experienced that. I didn't even have the like vocabulary to categorize it as anxiety. I didn't know. I just knew that I couldn't stop rehearsing, breaking up with her in my mind. And that's weird. Mm-hmm. So eventually it took a few weeks. I, I talked to her about it. And um, my wife, Lauren, she has a lot, of, a lot of experience with mental health. It's like a, a passion of hers. She doesn't Lots of reading, lots of experience, has gone to therapy for years. Cool. And so she was able to really gently and uh, guide me into therapy without saying, Bryce, you have to go to therapy or, you know, categorizing what I was experiencing as anxiety just through, you know, sharing some suggestions of therapists and just talking openly. She really extremely gently helped me get in the therapist chair which is really what I needed. Excuse Interesting.
1: Me. So she didn't say like, you should go to therapy, but how did she, yeah, how did she do that?
2: Yeah, just, that, that's a great question. I can't remember <laughs> all the specifics, but very, very lovingly, very gently, she, well, she was kind of like a therapist in the sense that she'd never told <laughs> me what to do, but she helped guide me to my own conclusions. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. Because it was certainly the right thing to to see a therapist I was experiencing anxiety I had plenty of uh, trauma built up for my life to talk about yeah I clearly needed to go to therapy it would be very Uh healing. but she never told me I needed to go or our relationship depended on on it sure she just helped me get there uh, myself
0: she was very careful about how she worded it how she like brought it up in conversations
2: yeah yeah I mean I I I brought up the fact that I was struggling with these thoughts Uh and um, I I wish I remember more specifics of the conversation, but just, you know, from the start of that conversation for the next, I'd say two months, maybe um, was a process of, you know, looking into therapists and just, you know, learning more about, about therapy. I had no idea what Mm -hmm. it was. Um, I'd never looked into mental health at all. Mm -hmm. I was what, I don't know, 30, 35 at the time. Mm-hmm. it's yeah. pretty common.
0: Yeah. So this is, so this is round two of you guys dating Um. at what point or like how many months into the relationship did you guys like come to an agreement? Like, yeah, I think it's time that we like seek out therapy.
2: Yeah. Well, I I'd say that I, I definitely decided to seek it out, you know, m- myself. It wasn't a kind of a mutual decision. She just helped me start thinking about that yeah, and help offering solutions um, it sounded
1: like she was good at asking questions that got you to like think and form or make decisions yourself just kind of bringing out what you really wanted and needed or yeah bringing that to the forefront
2: yeah exactly yeah okay. she never she never you know categorized or judged what i was experiencing you know she just really gently supported me when i talked about you know therapy and talked about boy I need to figure this stuff out because remember it just wasn't my anxiety it was this kind of world shift like wow mental health has categorized my entire life my family's whole my whole upbringing mm-hmm. and um and wow this is really rocking my world so it was kind of those yeah. two, two things going together at the same time mm-hmm. so um anyway <laughs> that that was the that was the start of therapy which um that. That mental health health crisis, I'll, I'll call it, was so strong that I didn't feel I could uh, continue our relationship. Um, I remember saying to her, "I feel like there is a wolf at my door, and I need to go take care of it." That's how yeah. um, that's how big, that's how threatening these challenges felt. Like I, I couldn't even maintain a relationship um, because I was so overwhelmed with that anxiety, with those those thoughts of breaking up that wouldn't go away with just Mm -hmm. the stress of like, wow, um, there's mental health problems in my family that I never was aware of. So I broke up with Lauren the same time I started going to therapy. And um, that was really hard um, breakup for her because in her mind, she, you know, she thought, no, there's no reason to break up. I can support you through, through therapy. Mm-hmm. But I just was so overwhelmed. I just didn't feel I had the capacity. I honestly don't know if I did. Um, mm-hmm. Although, you know, I, I hate that the breakup was, was hard for her, but I, I, yeah, I was so overwhelmed.
1: You just had nothing to give at that point.
2: Yeah. I felt like if the relationship continued, she would be doing everything. She'd be playing the dates and, and I was like, I, this doesn't feel right. I I just don't hmm. feel like I can be a good boyfriend, um, right now. So yeah. Um, started going to therapy. I tried out, uh, four therapists oh, and yeah. yeah, which, um, highly recommend.
1: Yeah. Definitely, good for uh, you.
2: First of all about therapy before I get into you know the awesome life-changing stuff. It's worth every penny. Don't worry about the cost at all. Mm-hmm. Your life, your mental health is worth worth the money. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it's probably even worth going into debt for. It's it's awesome. And um, anyway, so mm-hmm. yeah, tried out a few therapists. I um I I wanted to do a specific kind of therapy called EMDR, which I heard was really mm-hmm. good with um, trauma. Mm-hmm. Has been proven to be effective with um, soldiers who have PTSD. So mm-hmm. it it is it is effective in some circumstances. Um, my uh, uh, well, I think it's effective in a lot of circumstances. But as far as the science, the hard science goes, it is it is proven to work. Yeah. And um, I think I gravitated towards it because my sister had done it, and I had mm-hmm. no idea. I had no idea what therapy was. I had no idea what what was in store. I thought therapy was you go in you lay on the couch like you see on tv and you just talk and they talk and that's it right just talk mm-hmm. about your problems i this this seems so basic now but i honestly i didn't know that, that sure you can do that that you, you can pay you can find that you can pay someone to do that that's probably more of a like a life coach but what what therapy more often is it's rewiring your brain and i had no idea. I had no idea going in that it was going to be as intense as it was. You know, I had mm-hmm. therapy sessions where my therapist, you know, had to take me outside so I could like touch the the grass and like ground myself because I was, it was just so intense going back to these childhood traumas and these, these, these experiences that I'd never told a soul and open, opening up those things. Um, that had never mm-hmm. seen a lot of day that they just held mm-hmm. so, so much, uh, emotional volatility mm-hmm. that it was a, it was a very intense few months,
1: wow. um,
2: but it wasn't, it wasn't long before I started experiencing some real, real healing, um, spiritual healing, mental healing, emotional healing. And th- it's, it's hard to like measure or categorize the amount of healing or the amount of insights the amount of perspective that those months of therapy gave me they really um they really changed me and uh, gave me a perspective of myself of my family that i'm just i'm honestly shocked that i lived before at all like how did i live with with such little awareness you know of myself on on so many basic basic levels hmm. so it you know there there are so many parts of therapy we can talk about, mm. um, really cool things I learned. Um, but overall it just, it was so healing, wonderful. And I never would have had the tools to get married without it. The, the self-understanding, um, the self-awareness, you know, those were the things that were really holding me back. And, um, I, I never would have gotten married to Lauren or probably to anybody. Um, hmm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if if um if I hadn't had no therapy.
0: Yeah. So Bryce, you mentioned that the kind of therapy that you were most interested in was EMDR mm-hmm. therapy. Yeah. Okay. So I had to look it up because I, I didn't know what that was. So eye movement desensitization and reprocessing therapy. So basically, this was this was the kind of therapy that you used where you had to go back into like early childhood and recall those early childhood memories, and then you had to process those. Memories or those triggers with your therapist.
2: Yeah, exactly. Mm. And um, it was so foreign to me. I, I really didn't trust it at first because it it was unusual, right? Yeah, Uh, the process is unusual, but it's so cool too. Uh Um, It's part of it. I'm I'm no therapist. This is just me. I'm an amateur. I hardly know anything. Mm -hmm. But you know, as far as I understand it, those traumas that. That that we remember those uncomfortable experiences that happen in childhood and teenage years, or a, adulthood for that matter. Those kind of unpleasant memories that come back, those those traumatic events leave leave a mark on us. And when we think of them, we get emotionally elevated. Right? We feel um, you know, sadness, anxiety. We feel uncomfortable. We feel shame, a lot of shame, anger. And what EMDR is is it's going back to that person you used to be, to that child, to that teenager or whatever, and giving them the love that they didn't experience at that time or rephrasing um, that experience. Do you feel like, I have so many questions. Um, oh, good. <laughs> do you feel
1: like, a lot of your anxieties and things you're experiencing in your current relationships were tied to past events or was it a combination of just like living in the world as well, or. It
2: was a combination. I, I think most of it has to do with, um, with, with childhood, with, with the yeah. way I was raised. Um, I, I, I don't think that. Uh, well, the traumatic events that I dealt with in through EMDR certainly were, We're not helping uh, me get on the marriage marriage train. Yeah, Um, not helping me feel forgiven by God and other things. Mm. But I okay, yeah. Honestly, it's the perspective of myself and of my family that really was was most helpful.
1: Okay, as far as married in terms of like reframing those things that you like carried with you or were taught or whatever.
0: So yeah, do you- you're doing, you're doing this therapy and.
1: Oh, can I ask one more question? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah. Did you feel, cause you said you went through a few different therapists. Did you feel like when you found the right therapist, it was helping immediately or did it take some patients in a few months or whatever to feel like it was like worth your while?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So I, um I tried um, the four therapists pretty quick right? There's some A couple I only went to once. Once yeah. I went to, I think three times. Okay. So I was kind of trying them all once to see who was the best fit. Okay. Um, that's smart. The, I experienced healing and just life-changing epiphanies within a couple months, but it really took the second session where my therapist said something so insightful mm-hmm. that it just blew my mind. I couldn't believe that he was able to identify the source of, of, you know, I, I was worried about work and he's like, well, it, it sounds like it's at some point in your life, someone doubted your ability and mm. and it just blew my mind how he did that. Um, got to the source of the problem. Yeah. So quick. Amazing. I'm like, so after that, I'm like, wow, this, I think he's the guy for me. Okay.
1: Okay. He had These like mind, blo- this mind blowing insight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You were asking.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, The next steps
1: in the story, I guess. Yeah, yeah. you you
0: did. So Lindsay's question actually answered one of my questions. Um, so you said you went through a couple therapists and you were just trying to find one that was suitable for you and for your situation and a therapist that you could kind of, um, that you thought was going to be helpful for you. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. And then, so, so you're doing this therapy with, with the therapist that you finally find and someone that you, that you think is going to help you. And you're doing this, um, I don't want to say you're doing this alone, but like you're you're a single man because that, that was in your mind, that was the thing that you had to focus on at that time in your life. Yeah. So how long did it take for you and your therapist to unbox all of that trauma? Did it take like a couple of months? Did it take a couple of years? Is it something that you're still trying to figure out? It took about
2: um, seven to nine months. Okay. Yeah. The really hard, hard work that we did, the really intense sessions, like I was alluding to earlier, those that ended in about three to four months, because by that Mm -hmm. point I had verbalized everything, every trauma, every
0: everything
2: (laughs) that I'd never told a soul Mm -hmm. had been told. And, um, you know, that was the, that was the hardest stuff to get out. And once it was out there, it was a lot, a lot easier to work through. So yeah. Um, It's funny. He so therapy is awesome and therapists are are cool (laughs) because they don't they they just lead you to the right conclusions. Like there is a point where my therapist is feeling that I was probably seeing him too much because I was going there twice a week.
1: Oh wow! Okay, good for you. You're (laughs) committed.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So he never said, you know, you're coming too much. Stop coming. But he's like, you know, many of my clients feel that. (laughs) weekly sessions are beneficial, you know? So we started doing weekly and then eventually it's like, you know, many of my clients feel that coming uh, twice a month is, is beneficial to them. So, um, you know, uh, the, the, the progress and the wonderful things, the wonderful growth that came through therapy lasted all the way to the end. In fact, one of the last, man, I would just love to spill about all the, the really cool healing and epiphanies I experienced Oh, my gosh, yeah. um, but um, you know one one of the last ones, the last one I got was what was the fact that I was always unsure why why do you why do the girls I date seem to have mental health struggles? Um, I had girlfriends in the past that had depression, anorexia. I'm like, what what is nothing wrong with me? What is up with that? And so <laughs> <laughs> you know, you blinders. just you just
0: tend to attract them or that that's what you thought,
2: <laughs> yeah, but you know, total blinders to the fact that I was experiencing, experiencing anxiety my whole life. But anyway, I eventually realized that not only am I compatible with uh, women that have, have mental health struggles, like, like everybody, but, um, yeah, but the, the, the fact is, is that I'm probably more compatible with them and maybe wouldn't be compatible with, with people who quote unquote didn't. Although I think those are few and far between. Uh, once mm. I realized that, it was actually a good thing uh that we matched up because we could heal each other uh mm. from from the experiences of childhood or anxiety or whatever. Uh, um that that was a really that was really a turning point where I, I stopped seeing um oh man, I was so bad. There was one girl that I was turned off by the fact that her parents were divorced. You know, can you imagine how judgmental is that, right? <laughs> oh, your your family. Anyway, well oh, your, your family's not perfect. I'm not gonna date you. Just oh man, just the <laughs> right. worst. Yeah, so, your
0: parents were divorced. I don't want to end up divorced, like so long. So.
2: Yeah, exactly. Oh, so that it, boy, that last that 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 last epiphany about, you know, that it's it's good to date people with at least a lot of knowledge about mental health if not experiences with mental health themselves boy that was really cool and mm-hmm. i think that that really did prime me um for success in dating
0: yeah and that told that totally makes sense to me now because like you said we when we're dating we want like we want like a perfect 10 but in order to be compatible you want someone that you are compatible with and so if you do have like anxiety or if you do have if you struggle with depression then you most definitely want to be matched with someone who understands that because if you are matched with someone who doesn't understand that how is that go, how is that relationship going to work whereas if you do match with someone who does know what you're going through that is that relationship is most likely going to succeed and continue thriving
2: yeah it's so, it's so wonderful and healing to be able to talk to another person about stuff openly mm-hmm. and, you know, with until, no judgments. Yeah. And, you know, the more, you know, yourself through therapy or whatever, I mean, you can, you can learn a lot through reading books. Um, one thing that mm-hmm. was really cool, Lauren and I did throughout our relationship was, um, was attachment theory. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't really familiar with it before but mm-hmm. uh, it was really cool. You know, she sent me a test. She took it. I took it. And I'm like, wow, I have, um, avoidant attachment. And mm-hmm. and so did she. So we learned, you know, what, what mm-hmm. does that mean? What's an avoidant attachment? How has that colored my relationships up to this point? How is it different from an anxious attachment? And when, mm-hmm. yeah. at what points in our relationship has Lauren exhibited that? And, um, that's really cool. You, you can definitely learn a lot from, mm-hmm. you know, the stuff oh, yeah. that's out there in pop culture, but, but there's really nothing to compare to seeing a therapist who has the experience. I mean, I, I, I really loved my, my therapist and, um, he, he, he was, he had a lot of experience and was good at what he did. Mm -hmm. Um, he, um, it's, it's, it's funny though, um, that, you know, he wasn't perfect. He actually had like a nervous tick, and um oh that, interesting, you know, and so that that can be a little distracting, you know, during yeah. sessions. But um, you know, it's it's great. is also awesome. like disarming too yeah.
1: in some ways. Yeah, yeah, like, it, it
0: alleviates that pressure or like that yeah. that yeah. So Bryce, you mentioned attachment styles earlier. Lindsay and I, the mid-singles ward that we attend, we actually had one FHE activity where we talked about attachment styles and i'll be honest like when i went to that FHA activity a part of me was like eh, i'm not really excited about this at the end i had learned so much and i was like telling my family about it i was telling my friends about it the, the different attachment styles i learned so much from that one fhe activity and i'm so glad that we did that
1: yeah we're actually gonna talk about it next week next week's podcast oh
0: sweet yeah wow. so
1: stay tuned <laughs> so that'll be good yeah because Turns out we're all avoidant. Like yeah. Like, yeah. All like, of our friends. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're all we're all struggling with 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 some with something. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's interesting that both you and Lauren were because that makes sense, like looking at like your early dating where you both just kind of like had a hard time opening up or connecting. Yeah. That's that's funny. Mm-hmm. So what at what point through this process were you feeling like you wanted to try again with Lauren? I'm guessing that was like driven by you
2: my my family helped a lot actually my dad and Aww. and my sister in, encouraged me to get back together with Lauren and um and so i i was hesitant you know i kind of tested the waters invited her to a few family things um but then i i went for it and this was october of 20, 20 2020 2021 wow. yeah mm-hmm. And so fall before last, um, I started asking her out again and I was, I was sold at that point, uh, when we Uh got, got back together, started dating the third time I had a spiritual experience that was pretty much almost identical to when I got my testimony of the book of Mormon, as far as how it happened, where, you know, the, where, where God told me that I was going to marry her. Uh And, um, you know, I was, I was just set. You know, from that point, I really wanted to get engaged. And it took a long time because you know, she had members she had, you know, family members or friends that are like, This guy's you know broken up with you twice. Yeah. Don't get, don't, <laughs> right. don't get back together with him. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And fool me once, shame on you.
0: <laughs> fool me twice, shame on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me, yeah.
2: And so it took it took a long time to get engaged, you know, by the time We we got engaged. It had been over four years since our first date. Oh wow. When we got married, it was about four and a half years. So it was a it was a long one. It was a long one. Yeah. And um, you know, what was that second breakup longer than it could have been? Yeah. I probably should have gotten together a few months earlier, but you know, Hmm. we um we got it together in the end. And um and wow,
1: here we are. A house and a dog.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, which I'll tell you a short thing. And I hesitate to say this a little bit because I want to make it very clear. I'm not comparing my wife or any woman to a dog. And I don't Mm. think anyone should, but let me tell you something (laughs) about (laughs) the visualization, visualizing success. So four years ago, the same time that I met Lauren, I realized I wasn't taking care of anybody but myself. Mm -hmm. And I was 33, I don't know. And I'm like, that's not healthy. That's not good. And so I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with some plants. I'm going to get a couple plants Mm -hmm. and I'm going to take care of them. And then if that that goes well, then I'll get a dog and I'll take care of that. (laughs) And if that goes well, then I'll I'll get married. And um, so I'll kind of ramp up. And that yeah, is exactly, exactly what happened. right? <laughs> and it sounds cheesy. Like I said, it's a little weird, but th- there really is something true there that I really did visualize kind of success, right. Mm-hmm. Increasing of responsibility and, and it, it happened and mm-hmm. I hadn't really done that much in my life. I certainly hadn't done it with dating, Mm-hmm. And although it seems silly, like really from uh, plants to dog to wife, that's, that's kind of silly. No,
1: it, it makes sense. Total it, sense it, to yeah, it does. There's yeah. some
2: truth there about, um, about visualizing success. So uh, it was pretty cool <laughs> that it actually happened that way.
1: I
0: like yeah. it.
2: And I, I, I'm so
0: impressed that you perceived that, that you're like, yeah, something's got to change. I got to take, it's not always going to be like me until the end of time. Like, there are there are going to be other people that I got to take care of. So like, let's start taking care of like other things first. Start small. Start small. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like, yeah, that <laughs> totally makes sense. I'm impressed that you perceived that.
2: And the plants are still here and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, things are good. Oh, I love it. We all live together in the same, under the same roof.
1: <laughs> Happily.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, so how long have you and Lindsay been together now? Lauren. Oh, Lauren. You're <laughs> Lindsay. How long have you and Lauren been together now?
2: We've been married for almost four months and we we got back together, started being boyfriend and girlfriend again about a year and three months ago. Yeah.
1: Have there been any resources you've sought out as a couple? Like, obviously you got help on your own and then came together. Did it feel like fairly smooth sailing after you figured out your stuff? Um, And or were there times where you like maybe read some books or things that helped you like continue to like progress?
2: Yeah, constant um constant learning about about mental health, constant okay. we we we've, we've gone to couples counseling. In fact, that was oh, an really nice. important important to, uh, to her to start doing before we yeah. got married so that we we're in the habit of it, but we had some really good sessions in therapy last year when we were cool. We we were trying to get engaged and it really wasn't Working yet, Lauren wasn't okay. there there yet. Um, you know, and I was going through stuff too. Of course, we had some really good uh, couples therapy sessions where oh, I love that. You know, our ther- our therapist helped us. So one thing, and I'm going to say this, I think this is pretty global. Mm. You know, as Lauren and I became more emotionally intimate, started learning more about it, each other,
1: uh-huh.
2: we became a little concerned because we saw things in each other that we saw in our parents or a parent's uh, relationship. We're like, Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Now, that, that, that reminds,
0: history, yeah.
2: That reminds me of something that I don't like that. I don't yeah. want in my relationship. I don't want to pass on the kids. I don't like that. But the, the key is that we both saw that in, in each other. Right. And one great therapy session, we had a couple of therapy session last summer. Well, one thing that therapist said is that you're because of your history Um, you're not tailored to um, hurt each other Mm -hmm. you're tailored to heal each other Hmm. because of the experiences you have you can identify things in yourselves in each other that will help each other heal from the wounds that you're familiar with Hmm. your wounds that you can see that other people can't so it's not again it's not like a uh uh-oh weakness, red alerts. This person right. has problems. I see from my own family run away, which yeah, sure. There there's a place for that. Yeah, You don't want to be taken advantage of or abused or, or, or mistreated. Sure. But if you're having lots of yellow flags, red flags go up, you know, there's, there's a place for them for sure. You mm-hmm. don't want to be taken advantage of. You don't want to be mistreated in marriage, but man, you got to mm-hmm. second guess those because you you could be missing out on someone that is uniquely positioned to understand you and and heal you mm-hmm. um and they so have that
1: experience with it uh-huh.
2: yeah so that was a really cool learning
1: i love that uh, yeah same i feel like yeah i need to process that for a minute but yeah that was really helpful mm-hmm. what did you what did you say that was so good but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it the, uh,
2: the harm to heal a uh, bit. I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's the one you're yeah. proud of.
0: <laughs> you, you always, you always hear that phrase that there's like, there's like the one, or there's like, there's one person that you're supposed to be with. Um, I love the idea that there is someone that is not necessarily like meant for you, but knows how to handle you. If that makes sense. Like you said earlier, you want to be with someone who like recognizes what your pains and recognizes your scars and can relate to the, to, can relate to those scars. I love that idea that there's someone out there who knows, like who knows you before, you know, you get to, you know, know each other.
1: Or somebody yeah. who has like some, some tools or experiences that can, yeah. Yeah. Can relate to you. and Yeah. yeah tools like that, that they have
0: that you can use to help fix you and vice versa.
2: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah, I feel like there's definitely never never like a perfect fit, but there's like lots of people out there with like lots of great mm-hmm. like experiences and attributes that they can bring into like a loving, uh, healthy relationship. Yeah. I think uh oh the what you were just saying, Bryce, um and I forgot what the words you used, but made me think like I think something that's hard for me is uh like listening to my inner voice or whatever but also like I need to question a lot of the assumptions I'm making or the things I'm thinking and I think what you just said like reminded me of that like not that I can't trust myself but like I really do need to like second guess some things and second guess was the word you used because um, I have like all these preconceived like notions this baggage I'm bringing with me and like all these like thought patterns I've carried with me for years And some of them are helpful and others are not serving me well. And so I think those, it's really good to like question some of the assumptions you're making and, um, yeah. And just like maybe get help working through like some of the like unhelpful patterns that you, yeah.
0: Are you like not, not second guessing yourself kind of, or
1: no, like second guessing yourself because, uh, yeah, sometimes like we just have these modes where we do certain things and they're not actually serving us. And I'm trying to think of like a good example of that, but I think that's been true a lot for me, like just because I've like always operated one way or I was raised a certain way or whatever. Like, I just like assumed certain things to be true. And like, sometimes you do need to question like your, uh, your assumptions about things and maybe find a better way of operating.
2: Mm. Yeah. And maybe I could give a like a small example of that is, I remember distinctly in Boston, and again we're going back to days where I was so I was so judgmental. Man, I'm just ashamed of like, you know, some of the, <laughs> the, the ways I used to think about dating about girls. I mentioned earlier about judging that girl who's divorced. Right, she, she was great. Totally should have married her. But anyways, <laughs> I was a little judgy. But.
1: She wasn't I, even divorced. It was her parents. <laughs> yeah, it was her parents. <laughs> it was out of her control.
2: <laughs> I know. Can you? I can't. I just can't believe I was so judgmental <laughs> so and funny. so close-minded, so <laughs> small-minded. Well, uh, you know, I used to think, boy, if I could just marry into a huge family like like the Romneys, you know, this big happy family, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. I could kind of, you know, be done with, uh, you know, with the drama in my own family and just move past it and and be adopted in the, this new family. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. And, a replacement um, family. Yeah. Replacement family. And so, you know, thought patterns like that, where really I was just, pro- I was projecting my own insecurity about my own family. And that, mm. That's, that's all it was. I mean, yeah. yeah there's no like
1: truth to that or like, that wasn't the, what you actually needed. Yeah.
2: I married a woman with one brother um, <laughs> and, you know, four nieces, nephews, a very small family. Mm-hmm. And um and it, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Second, second guess those, th- those things that you think are really important. Yeah.
1: I do. Maybe I mentioned this in an episode already. I We have a lot of friends in relationships right now. It's really like good relationships. It's fun to see.
0: Oh yeah. They're all starting to couple up now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And one thing I've noticed at least for the girls is like, they're all dating someone that uh, they maybe be would have written off like the type of person they would have written off before either because of like an age gap or Uh, maybe different education levels or just like things like that, that are like fairly superficial, but like I was, you know, I do the same things. So Mm -hmm. everyone like tried something new and now they're in relationships. Yeah, It's not totally that way, but it seems that way. Like there's a lot of that.
0: Yeah. Yes. I I can totally confirm
2: that. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren and I, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Bryce. We Lauren and I connected early on in dating on a level that we weren't aware of a deep, deep level. Uh-huh. And um, it's that that never went away. And things, I mean, I, I thought it was so important that I'd be with one, with someone that I marry someone that we're just laughing all the time, right? That it's just fun, 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 laugh, laugh, laugh. And, you know, mm-hmm. lo- Lauren and my sense of humor overlap some overlap enough, but mm-hmm. it's not. It's not total. I mean, yeah, it's like it's like a it's much smaller overlap than I, I thought was really important. Mm-hmm. But what's way more important that I wasn't thinking of was that really deep compatibility of being able to to trust each other, to love each other, to forgive each other and and give each other the benefit of the doubt because we we both had so many yellow flags and red flags that went up while dating, just hundreds, thousands of times. And it, it took a special person for both of us to, to exercise some faith and, and not get hung up on those like we Mm. had in the past. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: So Bryce, you mentioned yellow flags and red flags. What were some green flags that you did catch that you were like, oh yeah, I, I, I like that. I like that in a person. What were some green flags between your relationship with you and Lauren?
2: Yeah. Well, what, what won my heart with Lauren every time was her, her selflessness, her generosity. Mm -hmm. You know, I mentioned that, you know, Cupid's arrow struck me when I'm walking through the soup kitchen and just, you know, seeing her scrub away. And that was just (laughs) really attractive to me on a really deep level. (laughs) And it seems like, like almost every time we got back together, there was some, something that she did some act of service like her. Um, I remember her filling up my, my tank with gas and stuff like that, that Aww. it's a small act, but it impacted me so profoundly and was so attractive mm-hmm. that um, that, that was big. That was Aww. really big.
0: Yeah. So is it safe to say that your love language is acts of service?
2: That's a good question. It moved up for sure. Gifts moved up a lot. She is a great gift giver, and gifts is always the last one. I was like, no, no, no. Who cares? Yeah. But, boy, gifts are nice, and I, <laughs> I never knew it until uh, until Lauren. But, um, I think my my number one love language is and has always been words of affirmation. Same. Mm-hmm. Same. Is same. another. I mean, there are so many wonderful ways that Laura and I are the same, but there's just so many ways we're different and learning how to speak that language to me has been you know a a process not a terrible process but a process for lauren because it feels a little cheesy to be giving so many compliments and so many um pet names and stuff that i always Mm -hmm. just i just love that stuff it's like over Um, the top
1: but needed (laughs) yeah yeah
2: if it it works it works though right
1: yeah i've seen
2: that
0: yeah
1: yeah i feel like this has been so helpful i um I'm relating to a lot of your story, especially like the ruminating in a relationship, just like trying to, I don't know, I'm definitely a problem solver. So I'm always trying to figure it out, you know, be five steps ahead of where we're actually at. Uh, I do that a lot in my current relationship and I have been to some therapy um, and my therapist uh, has had some really good insights, but some, sometimes it's just okay, you know? And so I think I just need to like trust the process and be patient and keep going back. I've been sporadic about going for sure. Um, definitely, like finding the right therapist is is key too. But I think, yeah, I think like that change comes over time. And uh, just you talking about, yeah, like you're think you're overthinking or whatever you're doing. I was like, yep, that's me, and that's for sure anxiety. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's something worth continuing to address. And um, I love that you guys did couples counseling too. That's something I've considered so. Yeah. I think, like, all, yeah, the more tools, the better, especially at this age when we've just, like, developed so many bad habits, honestly. <laughs> so, yes. yeah, and a lot of that may be tied to, like, some, definitely for me, that's something I've recognized more recently is some of those things are tied to some childhood experiences that um, maybe affected me more than I've, like, given, given them credit for. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely addressing those and understanding how they've shaped me for better, for worse. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Yeah, I think oh, yeah, there's... I love it. There's um there's therapy for everybody. Um yeah. <laughs> all, <laughs> yes. all mid-singles. I mean, you can see a life coach and get a lot of benefit there. But man, I for think her. um I think every mid-single can benefit from therapy. We uh-huh. there, it is so uh so healthy and so healing, um, spiritually healing. I'll I'll bring up one thing. I mentioned, you know, some of these epiphanies that that I got through therapy. And one was I thought for years and I can't believe I thought this, but I honestly did. You know, I, I, I thought I had total faith in the atonement, right? I believed in Christ that he could uh, forgive you, heal you. And, you know, he would forget, forgive and forget your sins. Right. I definitely knew that. I definitely had a testimony of that, but there was another part of my brain that thought that I had messed up so bad Mm -hmm. as a teenager that God was keeping me from marriage. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm, Yeah. That's super unhelpful. And, and unhealthy, yeah.
2: And what what therapy did, and that absolutely is tied to um traumatic experiences from my late teens. I can go back now and identify why I thought that way. Yeah. But it wasn't until I went to therapy and talked through that stuff. Well, not just talk through it, but but went through the hard work of therapy where, you know, I'm through EMDR, we were rewiring my brain in, in more healthy ways. Mm-hmm. Um that the part of my brain that was saying the atonement is real Christ can forgive you. And the part of my brain that was saying, you've never been forgiven for this thing. They finally met those neurons. That's that amazing. Of my yeah. brain, they, the pathway was literally forged in therapy where I finally realized through a beautiful, un, you know, unforgettable experience of healing that God wasn't still punishing me for things I'd done 20 years ago.
1: Oh yeah. Like, God so wasn't, you got, yeah. He
2: wasn't keeping me from marriage. I, he hadn't been leading me away from marriage because of this, because of whatever sins i had done as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was spiritually healing. So the benefits of therapy aren't just, aren't just, you know, emotional, or emotional, mental. emotional, yeah. or mental. They, they can be, they can be a uh, spiritual and, uh, that was just just wonderful.
1: Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I mean, we're pretty comfortable being singles generally. Therapy is a ton of work. it's pretty uncomfortable. Dating is a ton of work. It's pretty uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like I just need a little bit of hope that it's all worth it in the end. Um and mm-hmm. I think like you can like attest to that that it mm-hmm. is like worth. All worth the struggle, worth the making changes and getting uncomfortable. Yeah, know, absolutely. A greater feel, life. Yeah. Ahead.
2: I feel like I'd, you know, almost gone out with every every woman in the church, certainly <laughs> a few, a few hundred of them. But uh nice. you know, it, it wasn't so you know, the last day of my mission, uh, my mission president's wife said it's in regards to marriage, she said it's it's not about finding the right one, it's about becoming the right one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Boy, Oh, I you like know that. The, that's great advice, you know, trot, trot, trot off to BYU. Everything's fine. But, um, those are really, really deep words and, and certainly true in my life. It wasn't until I, um, went to therapy and experienced the growth, the healing, the self-awareness there that I had the basic tools to get married. I, I could not have been married before.
1: I love that. I, f- I feel like I've heard things like that before. It's like who uh who you are, or whatever, but I feel like I understood that on a deeper level when you just said it. like I feel like it's not about in a relationship for me at least like, I mean, it definitely is about what the other person is giving or offering. but more than that, it's like who I'm becoming or what a relationship brings out of me, like the good parts, you know what I mean. like helping me be like more thoughtful to towards someone else more selfless um just like, yeah. Just like making space for another person. And yeah, there's like a lot of good and growth in that. And it's like really beautiful growth. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So what are you, so, cause you and uh, Laura have been together for four months now. What are you most excited about when you think about like the future?
2: Well, we're, we're certainly looking forward to having kids um that would be an amazing blessing even just having one kid would be just yeah, for more sure. than we, more than we can possibly imagine <laughs> i'm um yeah we're we're old uh, i turned 38 next week she's 40 and we're getting to the end of of those years so um
1: yeah so yeah we're amazing. looking
2: forward to that and you know we are looking forward to therapy we talk about it all the time you know mm-hmm. we we're on i'm in a new new insurance you know you want to find a good therapist on our new insurance and she does you know she wants the same we want a good couples counselor and you know, the ones we're going to last summer were great but they don't take insurance so it was really expensive mm, although yeah. it's worth it worth every penny don't, sure. don't consider the cost what else um yeah just looking forward to getting the house set up uh we bought a house that was flipped and you know it has no yard and you know it has okay. no it doesn't have Closet doors and, and okay. towel, towel racks and you know just okay. getting getting settled. I think. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Uh, cool. We're going to uh, Wales uh, for a walking walking tour in May with her family, so that'll be cool. Oh, oh fun. that sounds fun. I love it. Was it was canceled by COVID, so I'm I'm just the beneficiary. They they were going to do it years ago and they couldn't get the deposit back, so now I get to go with them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's a good question. I feel like sometimes when you get married, like life just in my perception gets boring or like drops off, but like there's always so many fun things and you get to experience them with like another person you love. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, this has been really fun today. My siblings, actually, they had a band a few years ago and one of their songs was everyone needs a therapist because life is really weird. Added to this episode because it's
0: a good song <laughs> yes please
1: but I feel like that was the message of this episode and it was so cool to see like a very personal example of that from someone who is in this who was you know was and is in this same age group and phase of life where some of the struggles are universal for sure so yeah this has been so lovely Bryce I really yeah, appreciate yeah. You doing this.
2: thank you every mid-single should go to therapy it's <laughs> like if you're you know, a fish, you don't know you're in water, right? I, I had no For idea. Sure. I had I had no idea that, you know, I experienced social anxiety. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, I thought, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm great. I'm fine. Ever, just go, you know, l- learn about yourself, experience healing, talk about, you know, tough memories you've had. And, and, uh, it, it's a great thing. It is uh, a gift from God, a, mm-hmm. a modern, a modern miracle. Yeah. Um, I
0: really appreciate the fact that you're, that you and your wife are not like done with therapy that it was like, okay, like we got ourselves fixed. Now we're done. Like you guys, you guys still plan on like going and like having (laughs) therapy play a big part in your life. Yeah.
2: Oh, we are, we are continually broken, but, uh, life is good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I heard someone say that once, like stop trying to heal yourself. You're never going to be healed. Like just, (laughs) yeah, you just get better at things.
2: (laughs) that's, That's what the millennium is for. (laughs) We, yes. <laughs> uh, but my wife and I, we decided yesterday that we have a family theme and that's learning and growing together. Yeah. Um, in fact, we, sit, we it even has a little tin. It's like learning and growing together, kind of like American Family Insurance. <laughs> and and I, it love has, it. I like it because it has two meanings, right? We're growing at the same time. Uh-huh. We're, we're learning and growing at the same time, but we're also learning and growing closer. <laughs> so um, I, I like that. The, the I love dual, that dual meaning. So we hope to never stop uh, learning, and growing together.
1: Yeah, as individuals and yeah, as a couple.
2: Yeah, love that. You need
0: to turn that into a commercial now.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: definitely music it.
1: video. <laughs> Nationwide. Oh, it's, that's a different one. Yeah, American, American
2: family, sure.
1: <laughs> there you go. Okay, cool. love it. All right. Thanks again, Bryce.
2: Thank you.